Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast on Anchor.fm with your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock. It's Wednesday, January 30th, 2019. It's a little after 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here in Akron, Ohio. It's extremely cold. So cold that most schools are closed today because of the wind temperatures in Ohio and different parts of the Midwest and East Coast. Well, Chanel and Bono today are keeping warm and snug in our little apartment here in Akron. And that's something that is a cool thing because I can talk to you guys and create an episode that's based on burnout. But before I get to being burnt out when studying a language and what you can do to overcome it, I would like to thank the sponsors of the show, Flipboard.com, where you can go to find more information out about you know, experts in the field of technology, finance, politics, food, fashion, sports. You can also subscribe for free using their app, whether it's Google Play Store or the iOS App Store on iTunes. Or you can go to Flipboard.com to download their app, subscribe for free. You can even get notified when the next article in your favorite publication, whether it's People Magazine, Time, Sports Illustrated, Vogue, whether it's The Guardian, BBC America... the Washington Post, you can go to Flipboard and categorize your particular interest in whatever category you want and just go to the app and read your article, whether it's a newspaper article or a magazine article. It's right there at your fingertips. And the cool thing for people that are disabled as well is that it's 100% accessible with your screen readers, whether it's NVDA, Linux, System Access, JAWS for Windows, or VoiceOver for the Mac and iOS devices. So please, for those people who are a part of my podcast and those new people that are listening to the show for the first time, please go check out Flipboard.com. You won't regret it. I've been using it for years, and it's great. Now, let's get straight on to today's episode, which is about burnout when learning a language. I've had that problem. Ollie Richards has had that problem. And countless others have had that same issue. And it doesn't even have to be about language learning in particular. But sometimes you focus on a topic for so long that you do get tired. 
And there's no harm in walking away for a couple weeks or a month and coming back to it. I know I listened to a podcast recently with Lydia Mahova of the site languagementoring.com and she talks about how she learns languages and she has this momentum to go for two months and then she stops after that because she starts to get a burnout where she feels like she's put so much energy into learning the language for eight weeks or ten weeks that you know she has to switch her brain off of that particular activity and go to something else and then come back to it and I have to say that is something that we all have experienced whether you're learning a language whether you're learning a computer software program whether you know you're studying for an exam you know to get certified in a particular field or you know anything that has to entail a person taking hours out of their day to study for something that may impact their life for the better you know whether it's getting a promotion for a new job or you know you're about to graduate from high school or college you do get tired and those times of burnouts can be quite draining to someone's brain and what's so sad about it is that a lot of people in regards to language learning have the problem with wanting to go back to the particular language in question that they are studying after taking a month off, two months off, three months off. They don't know how to get back on that horse and keep the momentum going that they had started with before. When they first started learning the language, like two months prior to them taking, you know, some time off because they were just totally wiped out. It's like starting on a surfboard for the first time and learning how to position yourself well. And then you catch that big kahuna wave. And once you catch that big kahuna wave, you do the same ride every time. And you keep doing it for a two, three month period. And then afterwards you get tired because you need to do something new and you need to take a break. Well, let's say you take a break and let's say a month goes by, six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks go by. And you want to go back to the big surf and the big kahuna and riding that wave. But for some reason, it just doesn't seem that appealing anymore. Then you have to find a totally different approach to getting yourself back on the, on the surfboard in order to be able to ride the big kahuna wave again. Whether that means you have a friend go with you and you do some paddle boarding, you know, at first, or you go and, you know, you just take the surfboard out to the water. The fact that you get back into the water, that's the first step in you getting back onto surfing on a regular basis. But it's just like language learning. 
you know, you might open up an app. The fact that you opened up the memories app and you say, okay, today I'm going to do five minutes. And you do that five minutes. Just the fact that you took your phone out or your tablet or you got on your PC or your Mac and you opened up the site, you took a risk and a chance and went and decided this is what I'm going to do. The fact that you even did that says that you're still committed to learning the language of your choice. And that speaks volumes. I know that when I was learning Russian four years ago, come March 15th of this year, I took some time off after doing it for two and a half years. And I went and I decided I'm going to take some time off. I'm not going to do anything with it. And I'm going to study another language. Well, I did. I decided, okay, I'm going to study some Brazilian Portuguese. Well, I did six weeks. After six weeks, I realized this wasn't for me. So I left the language because it didn't feel right. Now, I did accomplish something. I accomplished the fact that I I studied to a certain point. It was like A1-ish. And I made some friends. I still speak a little bit, but not as much because it just wasn't the language for me. But I did come out of it making friends. Well, I still didn't touch my Russian. It wasn't until the 18th of June of last year, I met a friend of mine named Sasha from... Russia. He lived outside of Moscow. Um, and he and I had started speaking because he wanted to practice his English, but he understood I wanted to practice my Russian. And for three months, we did nothing but practice Russian every day. And I found that my Russian had improved because I had let it go for a while. And what really cemented the deal for me and sealed it was when I talked to his mother, who speaks no English, by the way. She might speak some German, but my German's not that great. So I went and I spoke to her for two hours in Russian. That was the pivotal point for me, right there. I was burned out, and I went and took some months off, and I came back to it. And when I came back to it, I knew more and I could understand more because I took that break. Because I was burnt out because I spent almost three years straight doing nothing but studying. And she applauded me on my Russian. And I wound up doing the same thing with Spanish. I spent two hours with somebody that I did not know. And I spoke Spanish. And I knew I was fluent in Spanish when I could compensate for words that I couldn't remember with other words. And it wasn't until I was on WhatsApp that someone told me, guess what, you're fluent in Spanish. You just need to think about how you phrase it, but you're fluent. I just want you to know that. I mean, and I thought that I sucked at it. 
That's how bad I thought I was. Well, I can tell you when I did that two-hour conversation with this one girl and her boyfriend from Mexico for two hours, after a half an hour, I started to have a headache. Now, mind you, I pushed through that for another 90 minutes. Once I was done, I was so burnt out, I could not get rid of the headache for two hours. Someone wanted to speak Spanish and I told them I couldn't because I wasn't feeling well. Can we talk tomorrow? And they understood. And I said it in Spanish. And I mean, my head was just throbbing. Like I had the biggest migraine known to man. And you know you know something very well when you can push yourself so far to where after two hours, your brain is throbbing. And... A lot of polyglots do say when you start speaking multiple languages and you do it all day long and you're not speaking your native tongue but you're speaking the other languages that you've learned you will get a headache especially if you're not used to doing that every day and I was burned out so much so that I didn't speak Spanish for a while I had to take a break and Spanish is not my favorite language to speak I only learned it because I needed it for a degree requirement over 19 years ago when I was in junior college. So, I mean, I like the music. I like the food and the people and the dancing. But I don't like speaking Spanish. I like speaking Russian, French, Italian, Cantonese, Japanese, Arabic. Those are the languages I like speaking. And so, my point is, you can't overcome a burnout. You know, find yourself other things to still keep you motivated um you know take that break because you'll be surprised three weeks a month two months you come back to whatever language it is you're speaking whether it's spanish french italian russian cantonese mandarin finnish hungarian you are going to be better off for it you know um ollie richards um used this um example when he did his podcast about burnout, um, that he hadn't played the piano for several weeks. And he was inside of a vacation with his family in the States, and they had passed by this piano shop. And for some reason, he wanted to go in here and just jump on the piano because he hadn't been exposed to playing a piano for some time. And he said that he found that after he finished his, you know, not being able to play for a few weeks because he took a break, that he was much better at it when he came back to it than he was when he left it. And that stuck with me. It resonated. And I I definitely can relate to that, especially on language learning, you know, um, when you leave something for a while, you wind up coming back, understanding it a lot more, being able to apply it to your daily life. And, you know, don't feel like you have to give up or that it's the end all or be all of your existence if you're not um, able to function with this particular language or that particular language right away. You just let it go for a while And then come back when you're ready. 
There is no set time. But as long as you continue to jump back on that horse and keep gallivanting across the field and over that bar, you'll be all right. You really will. And motivation and dedication and determination is something that will guide you through. But plain discipline will help you more so than anything else. And the belief that, okay, so I left Tagalog for a few weeks. I'm going to go back. I'm going to study some Vietnamese. And then I'm going to go back a couple weeks later. And I guarantee you, you do that. Give yourself like a month. You do that. You're going to be better at your Tagalog because you took a break than just pushing through and still being stuck in the same plateau. I mean, I can also state that because I spoke Russian for three months over the summer, I was able to now have my listening comprehension improve. I was able to listen to Artem Nazarov um, of RussianProgress.com podcast and channel. Um, on his YouTube channel, I was able to understand his interviews that he was doing in Russian for the first time. I was able to understand War and Peace in Russian for the first time, and this is after 45 months of of intense study. So, I I can say from experience, yes, it can be a daunting task. You can feel like I can't do this anymore. But if you just take a little bit of a break, a little bit of a breather, and try something different, and like, you know, you want to do yoga for two months, fine, do yoga. You want to, you know, train for a marathon, okay, do that. Then you can come back to whatever language. You can switch and go to a language that you had started to study but didn't finish because you were still focused on the main you know, language that you were studying. Once you do these things, you wind up coming to the understanding, I know more now than I did then. And so, that's just the process that we all go through. We all get burnt out at some point, whether it's with work, whether it's home life. You know, I mean, yes. Um, I know people that have children and have a husband and a career and they get exhausted. And sometimes they just have to take a little step back and a breather and a pause. And they have to take time for themselves. And that is important. Even in language learning, taking time for yourself is extremely important. The more time you take for yourself, the clearer your head will be the better you'll get at whatever language it is that you're doing or whatever skill set you're trying to learn. I hope that this helps. I hope that you can get something out of it. And please feel free to drop me a line and tell me about your experience of burnout when learning a language. I would love to hear from you. Go to anchor.com slash Chanel Patrice Hancock, C-H-E-N-E-L-L-E-P-A-T-R-I-C-E-H-A-N-C-L-C-K. Or my Facebook Instant Messenger, 
Chanel Patrice Hancock slash Facebook.com. And I will be happy to hear your stories, answer your questions, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, on Google Play, on AudioCast, on RadioCast, Radio Public, um, Apple Podcast, iTunes, and you can go to Anchor.fm as well. Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast. C-H-E-N-E-L-E apostrophe S. Language Learning Journey Podcast. Thank you to the sponsors. Flipboard.com for sponsoring today's episode. Episode 59. And remember, language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the process. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.